welcome back to Write Dammit with me, Zoe Richards, your host. This is the podcast for writers of all kinds who maybe get stuck with your writing. This podcast will help you get unstuck and help re-motivate you so that you get the writing done. Episode 36. And although I'm not a teacher of creative writing, I've got a little technique for you today that I find really helps me when I'm stuck with my writing. So this isn't so much about mindset in terms of the self-sabotage or trying to help yourself become more productive, but it is mindset in terms of, you know, when you get stuck with a scene or a chapter or a plot point and you just can't quite make it work, I've got a suggestion for you of something you can do. So what I like to play around with is to think in terms of one of two ways to go. One is about the elements, earth, wind, water, fire, and the other is about the senses, touch, smell, sight, sound, taste. So what I want to suggest to you, just think for a moment. So go to your work in progress of what it is that you are working on right now. Think of a part of that where you are stuck, where things are not quite working out for you. And maybe you've tried to edit it and it's still not quite worked. Or maybe you've gone, oh, do you know what? I'll just stick a note in here to remind myself later if you've reached that point of editing and rewriting. And you come across those phrases of um, write something in here. Think about a plot point for this. Think about why this is important. I've found those moments later when I've gone through on the rewrite and you think, what was I even thinking then? Probably I wasn't thinking. So look for something of that scenario where it's not quite come out of your mind and you can't make it come out your head. So thinking about, let's start with the elements. So take that scene and ask yourself, what would happen now if, and pick one of the elements, let's pick water. What would happen now in this scene if there was water? Now, it might be that it's really obvious that it's raining, or it could be that there's a leak, or maybe it's about tears from the character that you're writing from, the point of view you're writing from. So think of water in its broadest context. What is it that could happen in this scene now if there was water? And just do a little bit of doodling, you know, the um, the old uh, mind map things where you would stick something in the centre of the page and then you do the spider legs off from there. So play around with what are the different ideas that come up when you think about water. Now, I used this on my current work in progress and I used water, which is why that came to mind, I guess. And with water, I was able to really grasp what was happening in terms of the inciting incident. It was a really weak inciting incident originally. It existed. Something happened. It then made the rest of the novel proceed, progress, but it really wasn't a good inciting incident. I then asked that question, what would happen if there was water in this scene? And I now have a scene that I absolutely love. There's not many scenes where I go, my goodness, I've written that incredibly well, but I have done with this particular scene. And this is why I know it works, because it gets our brain thinking differently. And the interesting thing as well, by asking what would happen if, I mean, you can even ask the question, what would happen next? What am I thinking now? 
What could I think of next? Those kind of questions free our brain up from having to have an answer. You could also ask the question that I think I've given in another of the episodes at some point, but I'll say it again. What would it take for this scene to work with water? What would it take for this scene to work with wind? What would it take for this scene to work if I had a chance to think differently? What would it take for this scene to work if I had the chance to think about it differently? And that's a really powerful way for our brain to free up what it's doing. So as I say, I am not a teacher of creative writing, but this still fits in with how our brain works. We're kind of trying to trick our brain into coming up with something. So you can do the same with earth, wind and fire. What would happen if there was fire in this scene? Well, maybe the fire is a fiery temper as opposed to an actual flame. Or maybe it's somebody striking a match. So there's a conversation, there's a bit of dialogue going on. And rather than the respondent answering straight away, perhaps they strike a match and there's a flame. And both characters look at the flame until the match burns out. So play around with the different ways each of the elements could come into that scene. I'd suggest, by the way, that try each of the four elements so that you can see which one works best for this character. Because, of course, all of our characters will have different traits. They'll have different personalities. So it may be for one character, it absolutely works for it to be fire. But for another character, because of their fear of water, maybe it's water that you need to bring in there because it's really going to create some tension and maybe a little bit of conflict as a result. So that's using the elements. Now, I said as well about there being a second version of this, which is the senses. So we've got touch, smell, sight, sound and taste. So again, you can think about it of the character. With this character, in this scene, at this moment... What would happen if they're tasting something? What would happen if it was a bitter taste, a a sour taste? They didn't like that taste. Perhaps it's about a smell. Do they smell the scent of somebody who's left the room a while ago, but they walk in and they know that somebody has been in, that particular person has been in the room because of the scent that they leave behind? Perhaps they see something that they're not meant to see? Is there a letter sitting on a desk? I remember years ago, I'm talking like probably 25, 30 years ago, I went into a meeting and was able to read a document that was on my manager's desk upside down. And it made me realise that I perhaps needed to think differently about my career at that point, because I saw something written that perhaps she hadn't intended me to see. So as a result, I left that job. But, you know, could be that the character reads something upside down on the letter. So the sight bit is that they've seen something that they shouldn't have seen. Maybe with sound, it's a sound that hurts their ears. I have a a sensory processing issue in relation to loud, sudden loud sounds. It doesn't have to be that it's um, a really loud booming sound. It can be the shutting of a cupboard and it can hurt my ears just slightly. Perhaps there's some kind of quirkiness or traits like that to your character that helps you to understand your character better and then perhaps helps to explain why they're behaving in this scene in the way that they're behaving. So let's take touch for example. 
Perhaps when they walk into a room, they rest their hand on the back of the sofa and they find themselves stroking the velvet. What does that evoke as a memory for them? Try it with yourself now. Touch something that is close to you. Touch your arm, your hair, your nose. Could be anything at all. And ask yourself that question. What will happen next? It may be what happens next is you get a memory of your nana or a memory of when your child was a baby. You know how people talk about a nana and that a smell evokes some form of memory for them. For me, with my nana, she had the most beautiful skin and it was so soft, so velvety to touch. So when I feel velvet, it immediately reminds me of my nana because of how soft her cheeks were. And I used to love that second or two of hugging up to her, cuddling her and our our cheeks touching. Oh, it was just such a beautiful feeling. So then I get loads of other memories about my nana. If I'm putting that person, that character into the novel who has a memory of her nana, what is important about that in this scene? Does it help us to understand the character better? Does it give us some backstory that it helps us to know? So play around with the senses of touch, smell, sight, sound, taste and See whether there's something that comes up. See whether there's something that changes direction as a result of playing with the senses. So there you go. Slightly unusual one today, perhaps, but just an offer of thinking differently when you're stuck. Is there something that you can play around with from the elements or from the senses that takes that scene, takes that plot point off in a different direction? Have a play. Just take any bit of the work that you're working on at the moment. Just see what comes up for you. And you know what? You might find that this helps you to get unstuck or you might find that it takes your narrative off in a slightly different direction. Play around. I love playing with my writing, so I don't always write to create a scene or to write a chapter. Sometimes I'm writing just to have a bit of a play and just to get my head into gear. Yesterday, I was meeting up with another writer in Liverpool, and uh, I won't name names as I'm about to say, and he was late. So it's all right, he was forgiven. There was a good reason why he was late, but it gave me chance to get my notebook out and do a little bit of playing. And through doing that playing, I came to understand something that's really crucial for me to understand about my main character. So do you see how this playing can actually make a difference to what you're writing? Okay, I will genuinely leave you to it at this point now. I will hopefully hear something from you on Twitter or through a message or whatever about how this has worked for for you because I'd love to hear if it helped you to get unstuck or maybe it helps you to become a more productive writer, the kind of productive, creative writer you know that you can be. So happy writing, happy playing with your writing. May the words flow for you and I'll see you on the next episode. 